The information in this podcast is general information and not advice. Sanford Financial is authorised under Australian Credit Licence Number 541480. Further information is available at stanfordfinancial.net. Well, hello and welcome to On The Couch with Steve, a podcast where we help you navigate the often complicated world of uh, buying and selling real estate. Uh, obviously, I'm Steve Athanades. I'm from NG Real Estate Ipswich. Um, today, we're talking about the Reserve Bank decision. Um, today is the 6th of June. Uh, we've had a decision and, of course, uh, we're talking to our best friend, Steve Beach from Stanford Financial. Now, Steve, this is one occasion where I'm sad that I was actually you right. Were, you were right. I owe you a beer. That is 100%. So, mm. so what happened with interest rates? So they did go up 0.25%, so another rate rise. So that's uh, 12 rate rises in the last 14 months. Uh, so Ouch. We have seen, I guess, back in April last year, we saw the cash rate at 0.1%, and we're now at 4.1%. So four rate percent percentage points gone up by... Yeah, look, obviously, it's a, it's a bit of a sad day uh, for everyone concerned. Obviously, for all those people out there with a mortgage, uh, commiserations. Um, obviously, hopefully, the pain is uh, drawing to an end. We thought there was going to be at least one more before the end of the year, but we're hoping it wasn't going to happen it's this month. Uh, obviously, there's a number of factors that have come into play, uh, which we talked about uh, off-air, as to what's why we think it's come about. Obviously, we talked about... Uh, the fact that we've had a federal budget, there really wasn't anything in there that tackled inflation sort of head on. So obviously the Reserve Bank has been uh, you know, left with the, um, the, the big weight of dealing with inflation. And what else happened this week? Um, so I guess a couple of things um, to take into consideration. So ultimately there, there was the wage rises that are coming into effect. Um, we're also talking about, um, I guess, just cost of living in general. Um, the biggest predetermining factor I think that we saw with the economist decisions was um, fuel. So transport costs was actually higher than uh, anything else that we've seen. Um, Did you notice uh, fuel just went up like 40 cents a litre? Well, I fueled up at uh, $1.61 on Saturday, and then Saturday night we drove around, it was $2.01 everywhere, so $0.40. Cents yeah, I don't, like, I don't know how they justify that. How, do, how does fuel go up $0.40 cents a litre in like one day? It's crazy. So it never comes down $0.40 cents a litre in one day, does it? No. <laughs> I've never seen it do that. No. No, no, definitely not. So look, look, I understand exactly what you're saying. Obviously, we've got the cost of living pressure associated with fuel, uh, obviously groceries, just about everything you want to think about is dearer than it used to be. Um, so obviously that's putting some real strain on people. Obviously the Reserve Bank is trying to slow down consumer spending. Consumer household expenditure. So um, big thing with that, um, I, I guess in the last podcast we did talk about, um, the RBA did say that, um, although they, they, they lifted last month, um, we were potentially going to see at least one more or even potentially two more rate rises before the end of the year. Um, I guess they, they probably pulled the trigger early. Uh, I think that's probably a decision made in, in the factor of with end of financial year sales coming into effect, probably everyone to pull the handbrakes a little bit and, and reconsider some of that consumer spending. Um, a big thing that also came out, um, good sales have been reduced, but services costs have actually increased, which we've probably all seen with these sort of you know, tradies and going to the doctors and all that kind of stuff. Even though we've seen uh, with part of that, the federal budget, they are increasing the, the doctor levy. So there should Only be- Only for certain people though, isn't it though, really? 
isn't it certain groups I you have to be under 18 or you know if you're more mature certain certain levies and stuff like that in regards yeah to so look obviously um there is a lot of pain out there right now and obviously it gives us no uh, pleasure to report obviously that interest rates have gone up again um the things for consumers uh steve now are there any products are there any services available to people who are financially stressed um, from a mortgage point of view? So I guess a couple of things that we've, we've been finding and uh, uh, my team's actually been reaching out to pretty much all, all our clientele that, that engage with us, we call it on our book, um, just touching base, just seeing if we can help in any way. So the biggest, uh, two two biggest predetermining factors we've been doing is, I mean, particularly for, for mortgage holders, um, is consolidating debts into the mortgage. So um, the big thing that a lot of people are talking about is uh, coming off a 2% you know, fixed rate and rolling into almost a 6% variable rate at this point in time, or even potentially fixed rates. Um, it's a it's a high jump. So it's probably $1,200 per month extra in repayments. Um, so one way to try and alleviate that is to potentially debt consolidate. So pay out the car loan, pay out the personal loan, pay out the credit cards. Um, the other things a few people have been talking about on the on the media is you know reach out to to in my my point of view broker but or to your bank um, talking about refinancing and a few people said but all the banks are all very close with the interest rates. Um, the big thing about refinancing is is you may be six years into your thirty year mortgage, so you're currently sitting at twenty four years left. Um, so what we could potentially also look at doing is is restarting that mortgage back over thirty years just to try and relieve some of that that pressure there. So that's really it's going to obviously increase the loan term. So say you were ten years into a, a twenty five year term, you can refinance it back out to thirty years. And then it's obviously going to bring your monthly repayment down so you quite might, significantly. Yes, yeah, so you might might save sort of two hundred dollars a month or something like that. So it's not huge in in comparative to the, the the rate rises. But if you then consolidated, say, a car loan that you might be paying six hundred dollars a month, so you got two hundred here, two hundred there, get rid of your credit card might be one hundred and eighty. All of a sudden, we're now pushing around sort of um, you know seven hundred and eighty bucks to nine hundred dollars. Um, worth of savings that you can potentially find. So you're only then finding an extra three hundred dollars a month out of already a, a, a stressed budget. Um, the next big thing that we're seeing a lot of is uh, what we're talking about is called mortgage prisoners. So whereas you can't refinance because of either um, you're not meeting the bank's uh, accessibility because whatever interest rate that you get from a bank, um, the banks actually have to allow for a 3% rate rise. So like we saw in, during COVID period, um, they started rates at 2.5%, even though people were getting at 1.8 and, and so forth. They put a 3% buffer on it. So you have to service this, it 5. This was right. APRA regulations? Yeah. And then now we're still seeing that 3% buffer on the current interest rate. So if rates are going to now be 6%, you now be able to have to afford the loan at 9%, which is just pushing the, I guess, what we call a serviceability out the window. Um, so we are seeing multiple banks now reaching out with what we call a simple switch. So whereas whatever your mortgage repayment is right now, so you've come off your fixed rate and your mortgage repayment might be, say, $4,000 per month, um, we can actually refinance you through some of these banks as long as your repayment is lower by a dollar, um, we can then simple switch you straight across to another bank. So to retake it back over 30 <coughs> years and everything along those lines, um, from a compliance perspective, we still actually have to make sure that you can afford the, to make those repayments. But ultimately, there's not as much uh, involved in regards to uh, having to send down proof of income and everything to the banks. Mm. So what would be the advantage of someone doing that? Like, How would that help them? Well, if you bought through COVID, you might have only had a 5% deposit. So your 
equity position or what we call in the banking world as LVR is at 95%. So which means you're getting an interest rate in the higher end of the scale. So you might be coming off your fixed rate at, at almost 7% because that's what, if you've only got a 5% deposit, potentially rates will be. Yes. As where if we were to do a revaluation and then have a look at what equity you've built during COVID, because property prices are still going up, which was part of the- Well, they went up about 30% and we've talked about this before. So if you've got a 30% increase on the value of what you paid for the property, uh, Pre-COVID, obviously you've got some equity. You've got more than thirty percent more equity in your in your property. So now you'll be in a a bracket of what we call is is sub eighty. So which means there's there's no lenders mortgage insurance. You're getting sort of the prime rates on the market, and in, and even some banks get better rates if you can have thirty percent or even forty percent equity in your property. Um, we can then take you from your existing bank to one of these new banks, take your loan back over thirty years, and reduce your repayments. So. Um, you can't do debt consolidation in regards to simple switch, but you can definitely look at um, you know, getting that sort of cheaper repayment. Yeah. Look, obviously, um, I, I think we all agree, um, it, you know, it's a, it's a difficult time you know, for, for lots of people. Everything is, uh, you know, incredibly, it feels like everything's incredibly dear. Mm. Uh, now, obviously, interest rates have gone up again, so that's put more pressure on people. So, mate, uh, <clears throat> got to ask, what's going to happen next month? Well, I guess in the last podcast, I said rates were going to hold. I was wrong. Um, but I did also say I thought rates were going to go up in either July or August. So I think the RBA have pulled the trigger early. So uh, me personally, I guess all the bank economists all predicted that rates were on hold this month. And it was pretty be a, a shock and awe to everybody that rates did actually go up. So whether that means, like I said, they've pulled the trigger early, and which means we, we may now not see any more rate rises Um for a long time. So I think the big thing that I guess, uh, you know, world economy hasn't really changed too much, but if you look at what's happening in the US, um, so their inflation is only sitting at 4.9 versus us just shy of, of 7 or 7%. Um, but their cash rate at the moment is 5.25 as we're sitting at 4.1. So we are in a, a better financial position that way. The Australian dollar did go up 0.7 of a cent uh, against the greenback uh, as soon as the announcement happened. So um, positive things for importing and exporting that our Australian dollar still stays strong. Um, but yeah, I, I'm probably going to go out on a limb and say, I don't think there's going to be another rate rise. I think if anything, we will start to see, I don't think there's going to be any rate cuts coming anytime soon. But uh, as mentioned, early next year, I, I still think we will probably potentially see sort of two or three rate cuts early in the, um, the first two quarters. I think um, it, it's worth, I guess, trying to end on some sort of a positive in terms of the fact that um, whilst it's it's painful and, it, and it's difficult for people, um, you know, the sun's still going to rise tomorrow morning. Uh, it, it will set tomorrow night. Uh, we all have to obviously tighten our belts a little bit further and obviously just do the best we can with what we've got. Definitely. So uh, my prediction... Um, Unfortunately, I was right last month, um, sadly. But my prediction is, uh, unlike you, I'm thinking this uh, rate rise was hopefully just to try and head, head things off at the pass. So I'm going to go with you and hope that next month there is no further increase. Fingers so yes, crossed. fingers crossed for all of us. Um, so we'll see what happens. Obviously, we'll come back again in a month's time. We'll have the same conversation. Hopefully, we're both right on that occasion we're both hoping that rates are held uh, are put on hold so uh, from us guys uh, thanks for tuning in um, and i guess to see more of um, on the couch with steve um, you, all you need to do is obviously subscribe to the link below here um, 
Uh, special thanks to our guest as always, Steve Beach from Stanford Financial. So if you need assistance with your finances, particularly in relation to your mortgage or debt consolidation, reach out to the uh, the boys and girls at Stanford Financial. They'd love to be able to assist you. Uh, if you have an opinion about what we've talked about today, obviously it's an extremely topical subject. We'd love to hear from you uh, on our socials. Uh, and let's please stay tuned for more of On the Couch with Steve. <laughs>